things become so overwhelming because we just don't know where to start. So I'm finding that the, this tool helps me. Uh, I, just, I just sometimes need that push. Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the Pet Biz Guru and founder of the Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to this week's Pet Biz Hive podcast. I have a special guest with me today. I have Robert Strickland. And uh, those of you that know him from the forums know the level of information that he has to share, and he shares it willingly. Welcome, Robert. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Oh, Janie, I'm so glad you asked me on here. I love chatting with you. It's always so fun. I know we were we were getting ready to to set up the recording on this and we had an entire conversation before we realized, <laughs> hey, we better actually get the podcast going here because we're already talking about the good stuff. I love it. Well, I appreciate you having me and I, I'm happy to uh, share what I know. The reason that I decided to have Robert on, I we've had so many changes here recently with technology, with AI, with automation, and um, just this past week with the software Time to Pet releasing a new integration with Zapier and everything that came with it. The forums are a buzz right now with questions, with whys. And one of the biggest things that I have noticed is a huge amount of frustration and overwhelm that I am hearing from many of the pet business owners out there as to, I can't keep up. What is all of this? Things are changing so fast. And it's a lot, don't you think, Robert? Oh, it's so much. You know, I, I've been playing with this stuff for years. Um, and it, it's taken a while to kind of get the hang of some of this stuff. But I think what's important is that people just need a little bit of guidance. Um, there's so much information out there. And if you listen to all the noise, it does. It becomes so overwhelming. But, you know, I, you can get it. And I, I think those that don't embrace um, all these changes, they, they could be left behind at some point. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. I think it's really important. You know, I think a lot of that overwhelm really seems to stem from just confusion and not understanding mm -hmm. what it is about. Uh, I spent a lot of time this past week just defining different terms for people that weren't familiar with them. From what I've seen in this industry since I've really gotten started in public is so many people we started as pet lovers, you know, maybe we weren't in the business industry at all. We started as pet lovers and then we like had to start learning business just because. And that's the way my situation was. I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know what automation was. I knew nothing about marketing and I had to learn as I went. And if I were thrown into the situation right now with all this information coming at me, I think I would have probably been overwhelmed too. automation and artificial intelligence and 
all of these buzzwords that you've been hearing and, and Zapier and integrations, it's all meant to make things easier. Mm. It's not meant to overwhelm. It doesn't mean that you have to do all the things at once, but there are a lot of, of things about automation and, and using AI in your business that that's why we're here. We just kind of want to have a little casual chat about what's been going on. Uh, Robert and I recently did a masterclass on using artificial intelligence in your business. And then he followed that up in his group, Next Level Pet Business Masterclass about using AI and blogging. You have a lot of voices out there that are speaking into this right now. So, you know, Robert, let's back up and talk a little bit about the artificial intelligence since we had first gotten started with this whole conversation with the masterclass and then, and then your masterclass about blogging. When did you start using the artificial intelligence in, in your pet business? So it's been around uh, for quite some time. I really started getting really heavy into it um, probably back in December. It was right before everybody started really talking about it. And I was so interested in it. And it finally just blew up, right? Uh -huh. um, but I've been using, and that's just, we're just talking chat GPT, right? But I've been using other, like, like Zapier, for instance, that's been around for, for years now, and that's already been helping me uh, manage some of my day-to-day. -day. But now that we're starting to uh, see some integration with some of the other pet-sitting softwares, um, I'm, that really uh, is blowing my mind, and I'm getting excited about it. But I've heavily I been using it um, right now for about, uh, for about a year, I'd say. Okay, so you started using the AI before I did. At first, when it came out, I'm like, nah, you know, there was all the stories of, oh, the system crashed, I can't even get on. Was and it because so, you were hearing about it um, in the news? And what, what made you do that? And I had had a few concerns about it, of course, besides I have kids and <laughs> education system is going to be completely transformed because of this. They are going to have to change how they're educating our children. Uh, so that was a concern of, oh my gosh, you know, the robots are coming. And it's funny because I started looking at a paid program and from the paid program, I backed into the free program. That was kind of a very circular way of getting to start using the chat GPT itself. I think that's how a lot of us start using it, right? We just hear about it somewhere yeah. and um, somebody says, hey, this is amazing. And you're skeptical and then you start using it a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. And then you start to understand all the possibilities, right? And, and then I realize it's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. So I've got to really jump on this train and, and, and keep moving with it. Yeah, it's really being integrated in, in everything I see now. With the free system, uh, it's built on ChatGPT3, and then they have a paid version that's on 4. The development, what are the differences between those two? Yeah, so the 3 is, um, and actually there, there were models before that, but 3 is what, 3.5 is, 3.5 is what most people um, are familiar with. Um, it's, it's faster it doesn't use as much computational power as the new model, the four. So the four is slower, but the four tends to understand 
language a little bit better. So it knows it's better at understanding what you're prompting it. So I think you, the outputs that you get are, I, I'm happier with them. So I just use it so much that I pay for it. But I think most people are using the, the 3.5, which is actually just fine for what most pet businesses use this for. And that's what I use. It's funny. We should like, you know, put the prompts next to each other and yours versus mine someday and like see what the differences are that come out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one of the things I think people get are getting really confused at the different AI programs that are out there is what really the purpose is of them. And, you know, just to kind of clarify, I mean, chat GPT, of course, I just use the free version. Robert uses the paid, which is $20 a month. Uh, with the chat GPT, literally think of it, it's the chat version. It's meant to be just conversational. Mm -hmm. So it will, it will put out information for you, some pretty amazing details, and base it very much on what you're asking it to do. I love that you can put, you know, a really great prompt about your pet business and what you want to create for it and what kind of a tone you want it to be in. Do you want it to be funny? Do you want it to be professional? I've used it for several business letters. Uh, I started my marketing manager using it and she mm -hmm. has used it a lot in, in her marketing. Really, most of all, it has helped us with the blank page syndrome. I write well, but that is why I never was able to keep up with a blog because it was just such drudgery for me to sit down and put pen to paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's been a huge benefit to me. Now, what, what have you really used it for, Robert? So I started using it with my client and a rush actions. That's probably honestly one of my absolute favorite use cases for this uh, because a lot of times I get really emotionally charged um, when I get specific types of uh, questions from clients, like, you know, things that we don't like to enforce, like cancellation policies. Uh, payment reminders. And then, you know, some of those conversations can be a little challenging. And if I get really frustrated with an interaction, I just go over to ChatGPT and say, hey, can you rephrase this um, and make this more professional? And, you know, that it, it removes the emotion out of it. So that's one of my favorite, but you can put emotion in it too. You can use it to build emotion, right? So it just really depends on what you're trying to do. But the client uh, conversations are by far my favorite. Um, I've also used it to rewrite uh, my entire website. Um, the new one just went live uh, today. So that was really great. Um, I, I, I think it's going to well, I've already gotten, uh, so we talked about lead magnets, right? I had it write a lead magnet for me. Um, it's, it's, it is, um, I, I've used it in, within TTP. Uh, so just to clarify, it's not built in to TTP, but I have used it uh, to, uh, to change the, the verbiage of some of those client-facing uh system of functionalities like the like the visit reports for example 
Um, so that makes them a, a lot more fun. Um, I'm using it for, for blogging now, using it for uh, the social media uh, hosts. So there's, you know, to your point, it's that the blank mind syndrome. And uh-huh. I get that a lot too. And I think that's why things become so overwhelming because we just don't know where to start. So I'm finding that the, this tool helps me. Uh, ju- I, ju- I just sometimes need that push and yes. it's giving that to me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you've used it for conversations with clients and, you know, many of us that have seen some of your posts on, um, on any of the forums have seen you put the copy on there about how it has changed some of that around, which is, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. Um, and again, like you said, uh, we all take our businesses personally. If, if we've started from the ground up, it's hard not to. This is almost like having your own assistant who mm-hmm. you can remove the sensitivity of this is my baby and you're challenging me on my decisions. Um, and it takes that away and you can just Here's the words that came out, you know, do whatever you need to do to make it in your voice and put it out there. It just puts enough space and time between you and your response. And uh, you mentioned that you've been using it recently for blogging. Now, that was the most recent um, most recent presentation that you did was specifically on using it for blogging. So tell everybody a little bit, you know, we have some people here who probably do blog. We probably have some people here who don't blog, but wish they did. And maybe some people here that have, but can't stand looking at a blank screen. So like me, how have you really used it to help with your own blogging? Did you do blogging before on your website? Not much. Not much. I paid for all my content. Um, so no, I did not use it much personally, but I am, and it, it's making this so much easier now. And now that the, the website is up and running, I've got a bunch of stuff that's getting ready to push out uh, this week. So I'm really excited. Um, oh, and I'll drop that in the show notes. It's optinpetsitters.com yep. for anyone that wants to take a look at that, especially since yep. you said you wrote your messaging with AI. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see that myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's it's so challenging as, as a small business owner uh, to keep up with the demands of the digital marketing. And I think um, everybody would agree that content is king. Um, there was a time when there was no competition out there in the marketplace and every pet sitter that, that popped up, you know, pretty much owned uh, their their service area, but that's not the case uh, uh-huh. anymore. And, and we talk about the, the these app companies as, as being uh, a lot of people will say they're not competition, but they really are. And I, I think we have to uh, be on point with our brand messaging. And yeah. I think the blogging uh, really plays a, a plays a role in that. Uh-huh. Um, because you, you see some websites and they're, they're just so skinny, there's no content. And when you compare that to one that's uh, more professional, has a lot of content, I, I, I think that really helps drive a, a customer's decision uh, which way they want to go. Uh, not to mention the SEO rankings 
Um, I've been lucky that my rankings have been really high. Um, I, I'm usually in the top one or two spots uh, for my service area for most of my keywords, but yes. I, but the competition is coming in, it's creeping in, man, and I, I've got to stay on top of that. So I'm I'm excited yeah. about those possibilities. But the, the blogging is more than just the content, though. I, I think a lot of people just say, "Hey, ChatGPT, write me a blog about." choosing a pet sitter um, or a dog walker, but uh, that's not good enough uh, in my opinion. It's a good start, but it's deeper than that. And that's what we talked a lot about on my previous uh, webinar about how to use uh, the tools appropriately, right? Uh -huh. um, so, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I'm just so excited about the possibilities of saving me time and money. So I, I'm okay with both of those. Definitely. Now, do you still have the ability for people to sign up for your uh, masterclass that you did, your webinar? Yes. So the link, is, yeah. So I can uh, send you the link, but it's also in the the um, the next level uh, pet business group. So okay. that link is still up there. Now I'll probably only have that live for another two weeks, maybe. Uh, after okay. that, it's gone. So people should go ahead and take a look at it. Absolutely. So I will put that all down in the show notes. So make sure you guys, after you listen to the rest of this podcast, mm -hmm. look down there because I will have all of these links uh, to get to his information. Of course, he's already had the webinar, but you can go in, register for it and immediately watch the replay. The replay. And mm -hmm. I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, the, the information on the blogging and the why to be blogging and how that can improve your rankings. Uh, there is so much to be said for uh, understanding your market and understanding what your target market is looking for. Um, I know in my area, well, and I know I personally do this myself. Think about your own interactions with Google. How do you find something, a service or um, a business in particular? I always say something near me if I'm looking for a massage therapist near me. I want something to come up that way. So um, and then from that point, you know, I'm looking at things like reviews, locations, but I, I'm also looking at the quality of the material that I that they have available. I'm looking for that authority. I'm looking for that expertise. And the more that you can do with things like blogging to share your authority and expertise in the area, the better you are going to rise to the top. So don't be intimidated by the idea of doing this. I know one of the main reasons that I bailed on blogging and believe me, I've tried it many, many times over the years, is I just didn't feel like I had enough to say. I just would come up with a complete like, what am I going to write about? But what a difference it is to go into ChatGPT and um, what I just recently, I just recently did one. Um, it, it was for lead magnet ideas. And I said, you know, come up with 100 lead magnet ideas for the pet industry, uh, you know, titles, subtitles. I asked it to do that and, and it, it just spit them right out. Now, some were a little weird that I probably wouldn't do, but how much easier it would have been years ago to have been able to do that 
and gone through the list and said, huh, yeah, no, I know all about that. I can totally write that article. And just even having that set up for you, then you can even dig down further and say, write an outline for that article. And it will, it will help you even with that. And uh, so you can just kind of keep diving a little deeper and deeper and you can keep asking it to go further and further and develop it more to really give you that information. I think that's pretty remarkable. And, and, and on the free version, right? And we talk a lot about ChatGPT. It's almost to the point where it's getting old at, yeah. at this point because there are so many new entrants um, to the, the field. But the reality is a lot of these, they, they actually just hook in to chat yeah. they're, um, they're just using that platform yes yep, yep. and they add all little tweaks into it on that's right, that's right. To make it better so um gosh let's talk about some of those so we talked about a little bit of that in the um in your blog webinar that you had uh, like copy ai that's mm -hmm. that's one of the big ones out there uh, and that's very much for the purpose of copywriting you know, whereas your chat GPT is very conversational. Copy AI is is more of, you know, setting up your copywriting information. Uh, mm -hmm. Jasper is uh, kind of heavy, heavily marketing and marketing funnel based. Um, you know, many people have Canva and they've been kind of playing around with Canva's AI integration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really popping up everywhere. We might end up seeing the TTP guys come up with it soon, right? <laughs> oh, oh, I hope so. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited. They already, they, they've come out with the, with the Zapier uh, integration, but if they could just get the chat GPT in there or some sort yeah. of, AI, I'm, can you I'm imagine, camper. Oh, can you imagine right there in the conversation feed and then linked in the, the messages, client messages, <laughs> It does make things easier. But again, you know, for those of you that aren't using it yet, um, this this is not meant to completely take over you. That's not the purpose at all. What you get out of it is only as good as what you put into it. We always recommend going over it with a fine tooth comb when it comes out, you know, kind of keep telling ChatGPT to make little edits until you have a good framework and then put your own voice into it. It's, it's meant to make sure that it has your expertise and your voice and your messaging, but just giving you that general framework to work with. And, you know, some of these pay tools, they, they exist uh, to, to, to help you better utilize something like ChatGPT, like Jasper comes to mind. I'm a fan of Jasper. I use it and, and the content that I get out of that a lot of times is remarkably different than what I get out of ChatGPT. I won't necessarily say that it's better, um, but it, it allows you to save your, your brand voice, your personal voice, and it helps just guide you um, through all the, the, the steps that I showed on my webinar. So you don't have to try to muddle through it all on your own. Um, so that's one of the, the big, uh, I, I think, differences between these paid versions and uh, the, the, the free guy. Yeah. Um, but, like, oh. It doesn't replace you. It, it's just, it's just guiding you 
Yes. Saving you, saving you time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're talking about the, the voice. Um, that's one of, mm-hmm. one of mm-hmm. I think, the, the best things that Jasper has is that you can train it to your voice. Yeah. Uh, you can tell it, you know, especially if you know your messaging is really spot on with your website. You can say, okay, I want you to write in the brand messaging and voice at www your website. And it will pick that up and it will program everything that it spits out to be reflected through that same way that you talk to yep. your community. Yes. Uh-huh. And that is just crazy. When all of a sudden you're like, well, okay, yeah, wow, well, that really does sound like me, but way better. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't sound like a robot, right? No, I mean, that's, that's so exciting. <laughs> it does not. Um, and, you know, I mean, speaking of that robotic information and why you want to make sure that you are putting your own voice into it before you send it out there, because I have seen many, many things out there already that, I mean, it's like red flag waving in the air saying, hello, I've been AI generated Mm -hmm. because people are mass producing content, hoping that it will help them, you know, jump up in the organics. And it's so robotic. (laughs) It's, um, It's very obvious when, because there's some of the language, the usage of particular words is very stilted and, um, so you do want to make sure that you are editing it so it is reflective of who you are. Language. Well, and because, uh, you know, I bet you there are a thousand pet sitters out there today that asked one of these AIs to write a blog post about finding a pet sitter. But you have to make it unique you have to make it different. Otherwise, you're just going to be like all the others out there. And that's not going to do you any favors, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'd have to argue if you're if you're looking at creating something that you're going to attract your ideal audience that you might want to speak a little bit closer to what they're interested in, because not mm-hmm. everybody is going to be out there. Hey, I would like to find an article somewhere about how to choose a pet sitter while I'm in the process of choosing a pet sitter. That's right. That's right. I would have to say, because there is so much of that out there that you need to really consider more what your local community needs to hear or what they don't even know they need to hear. What What's the information that is important in your community right now that people might be looking into or what's going to answer their pain points? You know, what are people worried about right now? So um, that can be a lot different than just... Hey, I'm a pet sitter, and here's here's how you should choose a pet sitter. Which, gee, all points are directly about me. It's usually can I, what I see. Can, so, can I? Uh, so, two points that you made there: um, the the local idea. So, I demonstrated um, in the webinar how to use that to generate some really hyper local information about my area and incorporate that into my blog posts. Um, So that, that is one usage for it, but you also mentioned um, the pain points 
now. And, you know, we, we are talking about the, the difference between uh, the 3.5 model and the 4 model. While uh -huh. neither one of those specifically, um, uh, they're not fetching information uh, that, that is current today. Yes. Um, the chat GPT four model that I pay for does have a host of plugins uh, that you can add to the model and it can access current day data. Um, but there are some other tools out there like, like Bard, uh, you know, Google Bard, that is just fine. It works great. It's, it's, I don't prefer it, but it works great and it accesses the internet real time. So, yeah, that is one of the big differences. Um, trying to remember because was it? I think copy it. Copy.ai specifically says it does not access the internet at all. I believe that was right. the one yeah. because I was asking each one of them to try to find out. You know, Jasper scan it still takes on the whole internet, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. interesting that some of them do and some of them don't. You would make the assumption that. AI would automatically plug into the internet, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then you also have to be cautious with the ones that do because it might spit out incorrect information. Well, and it's accessing all the other junk that, that people yeah. are putting out there, right? So you do, you have to be careful. Yeah. Um, one of the programs that I use, a paid program, um, it does access the internet and it comes up like it's little spin on using the, you know, open AI is that it comes up with SEO optimized blog posts mm -hmm. for the purpose of really scaling your blog content. So it goes in there and it will show you exactly how you're ranking on keywords and um, you know, like it gives you this interesting scale zero to 100 on, you know, how SEO optimized that one blog post is. And there's so much that goes into that. Um, it's interesting to see how programs like that have evolved from just this open AI base and how it's blown up. Well, I didn't even realize that that started back in 2015. So, you know, we're already nearly eight years into this AI concept. Um, and just all the evolutions. And we all feel like it just happened yesterday and it just popped up out of nowhere. It reminds me of the early days of the internet. We're old enough uh, to remember that, right? And yeah. I remember when back in the day, I mean, you had to dial up uh, to a computer system. It got so overwhelming because there was so much choice. And then the internet came along and web pages started popping up and um and back in the heyday man i mean no, nobody knew what was going it was really confusing but now everything has consolidated and uh so now you go to amazon to do your shopping right you go to ebay to do an auction so we know what the big players are but before there was so much i mean Petstock. Did you remember Pets.com? I think it was Pets.com. I think so. Oh, yeah. It was like the was OG pet shop, and they, they had spent millions and millions right before the dot-com crash. That was and, it, yeah. But now everybody goes to, what, Chewy? I think that's what's happening with the AI, though. They're so Everybody's trying to iterate on this, 
and uh-huh. just trying to one up somebody else. So, and I think that's why it's so confusing because there's so much choice and give it, uh-huh. you know, give it, I don't know. I hate to say it, but give it, you know, five years, uh-huh. but I'll help you along. I help you. Definitely want people not to be intimidated by it and just get several different prompts and the way you can put prompts into it to come out with something interesting. And, you know, I might just have to start sending out little posts with cool prompts to, to go into chat GBT, writing a note for myself now. But, uh, you know, I think about things like that all the time to start, you know, with people just playing with it, just see what it spits out for you. Usually when I write things and, you know, it'll typically come, come out with something that is more uh, very grounded and professional. Typically I will go in and my favorite things to say are make it witty and engaging. When Mm -hmm. I ask it to iterate, what, what are your keywords that you usually put in there? I love uh, the witty engaging are are great. I love compelling, um, powerful. Um, These are great adjectives uh, to use, but I, I, I really, really like engaging and compelling. And those have helped me write my website column. I don't know. Those are my, my, my favorites. I'm actually thinking in my mind right now, several people I know who have been sitting on redoing their website. So we're just going to chase a squirrel here. Um, I guess explain to everyone listening who might possibly need to do a rework of their website, or maybe they're getting started and they don't have a website yet. And, and they've just, you know, slapped the deposit down on the table to a web designer. How would you get started on copy? Because from web designers that I've talked to, copy is the biggest holdup. And, and they'll tell you, uh, you know, if copy is usually not included, and if it is, it's extremely basic. But I just went into one of these tools and I said, this is what my business is about. This is what I'm trying to do. These are the clients that I'm trying to attract. Um, this is how I said it before. Now I need you to make that more engaging and more likely to get interactions, you know? And yeah, yeah, you want, exactly. You want it to make someone want to take action. Right, right. And, and that was my, my, my big deal because before the website was just about me, 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 me. This is what I do. Um, And it wasn't taking on, um, you know, the client's problems and it wasn't addressing those. And so my website now talks a lot about client problems and how we are the solution for that. So I'm really excited to see how well uh, this is going to perform. I've never been so excited about personal website in my life, but you know, chat GPT made it easy, man. There you go. So that's really cool. Now, did you use chat GPT to do those things? I used that and I used uh, Jasper. Uh, okay. I used both of them uh, together. So mm-hmm. it, it did, it, it really helped. I did some keyword research um, to um, outside of these tools. That's a whole nother uh, topic of conversation. But I think if you're just trying to come up with the copy, like an about us page, just tell it what you want. Tell ChatGPT what you want to get out. And to your point, just keep 
following up until you get what you want. Um, and ask it to write something that, that'll solve client problems. Come at, come at it from the, the perspective of the client. And, you know, you can always uh, tweak it a little bit. Uh, you can tell it how many words you want to write if you want to know how much copy you need. Now with ChatGPT, uh, each, each time that you do it, it will only do a maximum of 3,000 words uh, with the free version. Pay does not have a restriction? No, I, it does. I think it's higher. But the thing is, you know, when, when it hits that limit, you just say continue. Right. And it will just continue generating uh, the data. So yeah. I don't know that there's really a limit. I, I don't know. I have to look into that. But I, I've not had to write so much material. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I don't want I don't need a 10,000 page or a 10,000 word uh, website. Right. But you break yeah. it up into sections. though. So even if you do have word limitations, that's why I. Uh, when I when I demonstrated how to use it for the blogging, it wasn't just spit out a to tell it to spit out a whole blog. You take a section by section, and you get better quality uh, uh -huh. outputs out of it. Yeah, so you know, uh, tell it to give you the outline of a blog, and then right. okay, number one, expand on that. That's right. Right. The first and, section, uh, expand on the first section and then the second section. So you do the same thing on your website, right? A, a website um, a website page isn't um, just one continuous block of text, right? There are headings and subheadings and you, you use the, the, the tools to, to iterate constantly on these different sections and you get better results that way. That's perfect. Yeah, that's cool that you just used it on that recently. And I remember you said that you um, also use it on social, your social media posts. What particularly do you do with those? Yeah, so like uh, the, so Facebook, um, so the, you know, you get these key pictures you want to share. And sometimes you're like, what, what do you say? Um, hey, this is, you know, Rocco the dog right, today. <laughs> right right i mean how many times can you possibly say that right and so instead of just hey rocco's happy to see me you 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 say hey and um, tell me a little story about rocco um who always has his tongue hanging out right and and then when you and you tell it to they give you something humorous and witty and engaging, and then it will just spit out this uh, these really cool uh, posts that you can put on your website, so or on your socials. So that that's one way uh, to use it. People yeah. were pretty mind blown when we were talking about um, how you can write your SOP, your standard operating procedure outline, mm -hmm. and the documentation that you can use it to assist you with in your business. But, you know, a lot of times when you're going through those SOPs, they become really muddled and confusing. And a lot of times we, we wonder why is um, a pet sitter not following a protocol? And a lot of times it has to do with how we word something, the verbiage that we're using. So that really helped. My goodness. Um, so I've used uh, it to, to, to write, not to write, but to rewrite my SOPs and it took it from like a hundred pages down to 80, right? 
And just because I asked it to write it for clarity, okay. um, to make it easier to understand, right? That, that, that's another usage. So I I'm glad you brought up the SOPs because it doesn't matter if you're a solo operator or you have a very large team. There's something for everybody. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of finishing this thing up with the automation. Of course, we're talking about how AI is giving us all of these wonderful shortcuts in life and making some things easier on the writing end of it. You know, that's kind of where we started was talking about people getting overwhelmed with the combination of all of this coming out at once with the, you know, announcements of the integrations and tell everybody a little bit about how you use automation in your business. I know you're fairly fairly new on the concept of having like an email, email service provider and CRM and all of that. And we probably need to define what these terms are since we are doing it possibly to people that have not seen either one of our master classes. A CRM is customer relationship management. That's what the CRM stands for. So it is about having one central location where all those little touches that you have with your clients and your prospects can all be together. And then your ESP is your email service provider. That is another type of program where you can send those regular emails to people. I always recommend that you send something at least weekly. Gone are the days of, oh, I'm going to send out my monthly or my quarterly newsletter. People don't really want that. People just are not interested in an entire newsletter style thing. People want that regular relationship with you. And, you know, of course, the nice thing about our business is typically it is not one and done. So, Robert, uh, tell me a little bit about your evolution of moving into automation. I know you've used it in some things in your business and not others. And you're starting to kind of put everything together now, aren't you? I am. I am. And, you know, you, you think about when, when you think about for, for most of us, what do you do when you get an inquiry from a client? And I think that probably is what takes up a bulk um, of our time. It doesn't matter if you're solo or have a large business. Um, it's that what do you do with that initial contact? And we're always saying the same things over and over and over, right? So now, um, if somebody fills out a form on the website, they just get auto, their questions are answered um, right away, right? They don't have to wait for a human to actually reach out and talk to them. They get an immediate uh, text message, right? That That's so important. But how many times do we say, do you reach out to a business and they say, we'll get back to you within 24, 48 hours, right? That's not good enough anymore, especially in a competitive market like this, because people are just going on, they're reaching out to multiple providers all at the same time. And a lot of times it's whoever gets back to them first, who's going to win the business. So I am using that heavily now to, to give instant contact uh, to the leads uh, that reach out to me. And I tell you what, a lot of times they're like, you're the only one that's contacted me or, you know, I can't, you know, there were so many times before I started automating this 
process as somebody, I, I'd reach out, you know, even just a few hours later and somebody would be like, well, I've already found, I found somebody. Writer, right. Um, so I think that's, that's huge for me is, is using it for, for the, the leads. I need it though, to do the scheduling for me. I just, yeah, I know when, when somebody comes up with that, they're going to dominate, right? Mm -hmm. Oof, mm -hmm. If there was a way to do it. So we're, we're still looking for that magic bullet marketing these days. We're really marketing to millennials. That's the predominant generation that is using our service and um, I guess more so dominating the, the marketplace just in general. They're heavily digitally oriented. One of the biggest changes I have made in my own pet business was one single question at the end of my form on my website. And it's asking, what would you like for us to do next? Would you like for us to set up your online account and send you an activation link? Or would you like a phone call to have us answer your questions? And the largest percentage of people just want to get set up. They no longer need those conversations. Now, granted, we do answer the questions that most people are asking on our website. So you have to be very clear with your messaging uh, and everything that you provide on the front end. But that is one of the biggest things that has floored me is people are just ready to go. They have already gone through that phase of the marketing funnel where they've determined what they need and your website has told them you have what they need. So they're ready to go. It is a much simpler sales cycle now than it used to be. That is where the beauty of automation comes in because we are able to then deliver something and start a nurture sequence with them automatically with emails right after they fill out that form. I'm adding that to my form tonight. I love that idea. Of um, that last question, yes. I, I do. I really do. Um, so I, I, may, I may do that. You'll be kind of surprised. Uh, I really was. I'm trying to remember why I put it in there in the first place. This was probably three years ago. I think because our previous process was, oh, the assumption that everyone needs a phone call. And I know there are a lot of pet business owners out there that really feel like that personal touch is still needed and they enjoy doing it. But when you get to a certain volume that are coming in, and in our case, um, I guess the reputation that we have in the community kind of backs up being able to do that also. Uh, but they are, they're coming in and they're having their questions already answered. And many times, if you are not a very aware salesperson, you can go into a conversation and you can over talk the conversation and not realize those signals that, no, these are people that are just ready to give you money. <laughs> you really don't have to spend the admin time that you have been with these conversations because they just aren't necessary. They're lovely, but they aren't necessary. Mm -hmm. So giving people the choice of having those conversations has been a real game changer for us. Uh, I had been kind of watching how many conversations our scheduler had been having where people are like, oh no, I'm just ready to sign up. And it's like, huh, okay. 
they, they didn't want the conversation. Uh, and so that's when I put it on the forum and it was like, wow, I think we're still running about 60% that automatically sign up. Mm. So that's saving 60% of our phone call conversations. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, for people that are, are looking for that, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's out there. So that's, that's a part of how that automation can help you up. And they still feel just as loved, just as cherished, just as well taken care of in our system as someone would that started with a phone call. Mm-hmm. But you can customize the journey, right? And I, I think that's what's, what's so intriguing about this. It's not just one size fits all anymore. Uh, customize that. And I, I think you'll get better results. So I, I'm, I'm implementing that tonight. I promise you. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. There, there's always ways that you can reach out and do those personal wow moments. One of my favorite is, you know, even though I'm not uh, on it, on the daily connected with my pet business, I have a team that runs it for me. Um, I'm still, I'm still the owner. Um, still, you know, like the, well, I call myself the cat of the company, the chief of all things. And I still hold that responsibility in the community. And so, um, I use another program with some automation called video ask. Mm -hmm. And when someone contacts the company and starts in our funnel, I send them a personalized video ask, which is delivered to them by text. So they're still getting that connection with me. Um, I mean, how many, how many companies out there, when you contact them, do they send you some personalized video reply about how excited they are to uh, see pictures of your golden retrievers? You know, and I call them by name. So, um, so, you know, that's just another little thing that you can add on to it that really still maintains that personal touch and gives the wow factor. So it's, you know, it's not, it's not all automation, you know, dry, crusty. We're just robotically putting you through a system. You can still make it as personalized as you want it to be. I love that. You know, we, you and I have been talking about uh, the, the video ask for, for quite some time. And I, I've been wanting to implement that. So now I have time to do something like that. Um, so I, I yeah. love it. I remember why we, we started talking about it because there is someone who um, I was in a BNI chapter with like 12 years ago. I mean, forever ago. And uh, I guess it's just his thing that when he's working out on his treadmill in his basement every morning, he records, he goes through his list and records a personalized happy birthday thing to everyone in his list that has a birthday that day, which is kind of weird because he's huffing and puffing and he's sweating on his video as he's wishing you a happy birthday, but it still is like, huh, that's actually kind of interesting. Right. So it's, it's, it's feeling acknowledged and seen that mm-hmm. that is very important. Mm-hmm. Might've started in kind of a gross sweaty way there, but <laughs> <laughs> I do not do it while I'm working out. We'll just say that. Cause that is not pretty. But you know, six months later, we're still talking about him you know, so clearly, clearly it worked, right? <laughs> what can that do for a little local business, you know, that uh, yeah. city or dog walking business, you know, it'll make, yeah. you more it'll make you stand out, right? Yeah. And I totally know he's an insurance broker. So there you go. I know what he does. So therefore, <laughs> I have to refer to him because it stood out. 
Dan, I know you. I remember you because he's done it now for a couple of years. Mm. I'm a birthday. I know he's going to do that because that, that kind of acknowledgement really stands out. And, you know, just a little side note, anyone that um, follows Dave Ramsey, absolutely love Dave, Dave Ramsey and uh, especially his uh, entire arm of his business for business owners called Entree Leadership. That is really the, the trigger when that book came out. Wow. Probably close to 12 years ago. Yeah, about, that was, yeah. That was one of the triggers to my huge learning curve that I had started. And um, he and my uncle are friends. And my uncle is actually mentioned in that book. Specifically, uh, there's some section on, um, on acknowledging people and that personal connection in business. And uh, my uncle actually kind of does that. He has an entire book of people's birthdays and anniversaries. And he goes through and he does his phone. And Dave talks in there about how his wife, Sharon, gets all giggly every year because Kevin remembers her birthday. So, um, you know, that kind of stuff goes a long way. It's written about in books, even. <laughs> Great so book, it, by the way. I love that. I, I read it when it first came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, good stuff. Good podcast, too. There we go. Podcast rack. I'll put it down in the show notes. Oh, goodness. Well, this has been so much fun. Hopefully people have gotten gotten something out of this. We did kind of chase some rabbits here, but as we do when we start having a conversation, still a lot of meat in there. So I will make sure that I get all of this information connected for people. And um, of course, you can uh, follow Robert in his group, the Next Level Pet Business. I'll put that link at the bottom and mine over at the Pet Biz Hive. And uh, if you have any questions for, for either one of us down the road, just pop into those groups and, and ask. Don't be afraid of AI. Don't be afraid of automation in your business. They both play so nicely together and really can up-level who you are in your community. And Robert, do you have anything else new coming up in your group? I didn't know if you'd set a date for any other conversations you're going to be having. So I've been waiting on the new Zapier uh, integration with our with, with, with Time to Pet. And that is probably going to, I, I've been working fast and furiously trying to, to come up with uh, Zaps that will help people. Um, so I'm, I think that's probably going to be my next um, on-screen presentation. I'm not settled on it yet. I'm just trying to understand what, what people want. Um, and, but to your point, what I've seen is everybody is overwhelmed. So I'm going to do something to help people better understand this, take those first steps, uh, to just kind of get their feet wet. Uh, so I don't have anything on the schedule yet, but just stay tuned in that group and a couple weeks. Yeah, I did. A, I did a live the day that it came out just because there were so many questions over in the Pet Biz Hive. And uh, I'm probably going to be just continuing that conversation mm -hmm. myself, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the encouragement of, of people understanding what automation is in general, because, you know, we don't make the assumption that everybody uses that system, mm -hmm. but ways that you can uh, utilize automation in your own pet business to make things easier. Just baby steps. I want people to take baby steps. That's, a, that's all yeah. I want. Get out there and start playing with AI and see how it can help your pet business. Mm -hmm. Mm 
Awesome. Well, thanks for being on with me. I have the feeling that we're probably going to be doing this again someday. Oh, well, it's been fun. I, I always, it's, it's a good time with you. Yeah, <laughs> you make it easy for me to get on camera. You know, I, I told you everybody thought I was AI and I, I'm not. No, he is. He is not. So we, we kind of burst the bubble on that. You know, of course, whenever I did my my own little master class, your camera wasn't working. So everyone still thought <laughs> you were AI. I just somehow magically been able to generate your voice. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. You're real. Thank you so much for helping our community and everything you do. You're welcome. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetBizGuru.com. What is your next best move? <laughs>